0: Hey now, it's brace for impact, and I'm your host Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined once again. The the, the man returns, uh, JD by Goda Levi. How you doing, JD?
1: Oh, it's okay. Just uh, had a meet tonight, so you know, kind of tired. Looking very forward to these finals coming up. So I'm white, man.
0: Yeah, I bet, man. We're uh, we're actually starting later than than uh, than usual, but it was cool. I got a little bit of extra time with the family Appreciate tonight, it. so that was good. No, it's all good um but uh we we had a fun we got a fun show to review at least a fun main event to to review the rest of it It was uh was a pretty wonky but before we get started i wanted to um i wanted to give a shout out to our friend uh, josh nason from uh, the wrestling observer newsletter website uh he has a radio show on that network called uh, josh nason's punch out and for whatever reason he reached out to me and asked me to be on his show. And so we actually uh, recorded uh, a couple of days ago. We did about an hour, maybe an hour, 15 minutes. And uh, we talked about all the big stories for the month of June, man. And it was a lot of fun. June? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what he's doing work? is, yeah, he, well, he brings on a different guest. And okay. you think he goes through all the big stories in the month of June. Ken, off the top of your head, what was probably the biggest story that, that, that started in the month of June? Was that on the broke? The Vince McMahon thing broke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, so he brought on his least famous guest for the most famous story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, what we talked it- about that. Did it get posted yet? No, it hasn't been posted yet. He said probably maybe maybe tomorrow. Yeah, but because uh, he just did the May one, Um, so he's posting um since it's not it's like evergreen content. It's not really time sensitive, so he said probably by the end of the week it'll be out. Yeah, but that was a lot of fun, man. It was really cool to talk to Josh. Uh, We, you know, as everybody knows, we kind of were fans of the Observer, and we. We read the recaps there every week, and our buddy Josiah typically does the, the recaps. But he got he got that gig because of Josh Nason. So Josh hooks a lot of people up, man, with uh, with all kinds of cool content.
1: That's awesome. I've never listened to a show before. I'm gonna ha- I definitely have to. With you're gonna be on. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've never listened to it, so you have to be a subscriber to the Wrestling Observer. Um Check. That's yeah, that's a must. And so you're already you're already there. So. um should be good to go there. Sorry, I I have to get off of uh I have to get off of their website right now though cuz I I don't know what's going on. So the there are there are pop-ups on that website that drag my computer speed down big time. So, Are I, you <laughs>
1: sure? Are you sure you're not on Pro Wrestling Insider? Or- no, yeah, I'm not. Just, so, and it's really
0: yeah. you know how like on PW Insider, where they have like 10,000 pop-ups, mm-hmm. it's usually just one pop-up on the Observer, and whenever I click off of it, it still takes data in the back, so I got the notification like, hey, this website is using a bunch of your memory, whatever the fuck that means, so um, I had to get off of the website, so uh, um, but so sorry, Josiah, I can't use a recap tonight. I got to figure, I got to have somebody uh, turn on a pop-up blocker, I'm stupid, I'll have to look that up.
1: Old uh, Dave Shear site looks like a Angel Fire site from nineteen ninety nine, with all that yeah. spam and grossness and the not the not the observer site. It, that site's great. Are we like talking? No, I feel like there's a delay.
0: Yeah, so that's why I got off of that site because there was like oh, a, okay. there was a little bit of a delay there. Yeah, so we we will get this figured out. But, okay. Um, I th- yeah, I think I think we're gonna go. Hey, so um, before we get into the recap, I thought this was a pretty interesting story. This is not breaking news, but uh, Josh Alexander, the the star of the show, he did an interview with Chris Van Vliet, Chris Van Vliet, uh, CVV himself. Dude, DVD. that dude has interviewed every? He's interviewed everybody, man. Every top star. He's interviewed The Rock. Stone Cold, just all up and down. He's done a lot of interviews for uh, Impact. Well, he interviewed Josh Alexander this week, and uh, they got into his uh, free agency from earlier this year when he was like, when he left Impact and it was like legit that his contract expired and he actually had an offer on the table from AEW, but he ended up turning them down and, uh, and said that he wanted to stay with impact. He actually turned down an offer from AEW, which it doesn't seem like a lot of people are doing these days. Um, if the- <laughs> so
1: it's interesting because we talked about this on the show, um, <clears throat> The first Chicago Dynamite of the Year, the one from February, which actually wound up being a pretty noteworthy show in retro, even though the show did terrible ratings. Uh, it was yeah. the first it was like the first one that hit the eight hundred thousands this year. That was the show that MJF beat CM Punk and it was also the final appearance of Brandy Ro- of uh, Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, and she came out during Ethan Page's um deal. And mentioned they only talked to him to get close to Josh. And we did mm-hmm. in one of our uh clickbaity, you know, segments. Remember <laughs> with, oh, we're going to play this up. We, knew, we didn't think Is there was anything to it. but Because, again, that, that was the last time Brandy was on Dynamite. Her and Cody were literally out the very next week. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I'm willing to think – I'm willing to bet that maybe – there is something. It's a- Mike just texted me that my microphone is
0: not connected, and I have to fix it. <laughs> Stand by. I was, I was trying. I was trying not to interrupt your your thing, but uh. Well, I looked at my
1: camera, <laughs> and I'm like,
0: oh crap! Is that better
1: now, Mike? That's better. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> guess what the guess what the video teacher forgot to do he forgot to plug in his <laughs> microphone before the show started as i said i did i
0: was i was trying to be like a professional and not call you out on it i sent you a private message oh no it's too just oh no no, no. But you bury me in this case this
1: is this is <laughs> burial territory i'm yeah. bro i'll be honest with you i'm having a terrible day today like We have two weeks before our finals and we have a big project and it was an absolute disaster today. So I have to go to work. We have have a a quad on Saturday and I have a little kids tournament on Sunday with my son. It'll be his first one of the year. I have to go to work both of those days to catch up. So my kids don't fail their final.
0: Oh my God. And
1: then my team wrestled terrible tonight. Like, Please don't clip this. I uh, want them to <laughs> hear this. But they did not, we won handily, but we should have won more than handily. And we were. Right. So I'm just and now I come home and I'm the same way. I'm a professional video teacher, 20 years in the business. I didn't plug in my freaking microphone. <laughs> so this guy is having a day. Let me tell yeah. you. So I'm sorry. Well, You're. Yes. you're
0: no, you're okay. You were talking about Josh Alexander and uh, uh, Brandy Rhodes' last appearance on AEW Dynamite, teasing that they were in negotiations with Josh. Which apparently was true.
1: <laughs> they were trying yeah. to negotiate, <laughs> which we didn't... I didn't think that was real at the time. I, we were just playing it up. He, apparently, they really were trying to get... And and again, why wouldn't they? Josh Alexander rules. Um, do you, here's a question. Do you think he took less money to stay with Impact?
0: Um. So... Probably, like overall, just because Impact works a lot less dates, but there was there have been rumors out there that Impact has been competing with aew on per date fees. like so so say like so Andrade, for instance, was the was the big name that they actually they actually met they've matched aew's offer per date. Um, but AEW is offering just so many more dates because they run weekly and sometimes twice a week Mm -hmm. um, that the, that the total value at the end of the year was what ended up being quite a bit more. So I think absolutely impact probably. And I don't think Josh was probably getting that big of an offer from AEW because yeah, he's a big star in impact, but he wasn't really an established, you know, big time star just yet. So um, he was probably getting one of those Ethan page kind of middle tier deals, Um, and I think absolutely impact probably were able to match that. And then he's like, well, so what, and one of the reasons why he said that he was going to stay in impact, he goes, he kind of seen what had been happening in AEW where a lot of people are getting brought in all at once. They get focused on for a couple of weeks and then they, they get forgotten about and then they get brought back and they forget, they get forgotten about again. Um, which is kind of what happens when you stockpile a lot of talent, which is what they have been doing. And, and WWE has been doing it too. And it's really impact has really seen the the brunt of that, of the brunt of them doing that. But he said he saw that, and uh, he felt comfortable staying with Impact, and uh, that's why he stayed. And I think, I think he made the right decision. I, oh, I think, I think so
1: too. It,
0: yeah. Um, if if he's happy with the money he's getting, he absolutely uh, he absolutely made the right decision. Plus, he gets to control his own. Uh, he gets to control his own independent dates. So
1: yeah, which is always a good thing too. Especially, um, I think there's a lot more value to Josh Alexander as the Impact World Champion. Going to independent yeah. shows than just yeah. Josh Alexander on his own. You know, I think there is. Yeah. I think he's. I think his stock has significantly increased this year. I think he um gambled on himself, right? And some people like, oh, mm-hmm. you want to be the the biggest? How's that phrase go? The the small the biggest fish in the small pot, and I mean, whatever. Like, I yeah. I think in this case, I think there is. I think that's a great way to up your stock, is mm-hmm. to prove to be the top dog in a place. And then, should yeah. the time come to move on, you can move on. Although. I don't see them. I don't see a reason why they would, why they would wouldn't want to hang out with Josh as long as humanly possible. And same with Josh. I think that um, I think he's a cornerstone in this promotion now, and I think they kind of need him because, like we talked about, both companies are are in a spending freeze. It sounds like we're going to get some type of a rollout of Ring of Honor. And mm-hmm. I think that both companies, you know, Triple H keeps bringing back people that, you know, had a cup of coffee in his promotion. So I think that they're going to have to uh, impact specifically is going to have to do what they can to try to keep hold of people, including people who. Shouldn't be pushed. More on that later.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they actually did. They actually did sign somebody new, in that announcement came out earlier this week. But we'll talk about that on the Patreon because um, I have some. I have some thoughts there, and I have. I have a lot of thoughts that I'm going to reserve for for Patreon. But we'll go ahead and get into the show. Um, like I said, for the most part, it was kind of a nothing show, other than. The main event, which is pretty similar to last week, where it was kind of a ho hum show, and then you got to the main event of uh, Diana Perrazzo and Mickey James, and then they killed it, and uh, and so. I get the feeling, and I don't know this for a fact, but there were, there were not a lot of matches in that second Louisville taping. I think that there was a re- there's a reason why a lot of people missed those tapings, and I don't know why. Maybe there is an illness going around. Maybe there was a bug going around. Or maybe they decided just to not bring a lot of people. But I think there's absolutely a reason why um, Speedball and Alexander went sixty minutes, and uh, Mickey James and Deanna Prazo went another thirty minutes, and why there's a lot more uh, vignettes and uh, skits in the, in the background um, so, filling up these two episodes. So let's do
1: some mainlander talk, Mike. I know you're off on your no. Island, your Island paradise, no. which is not covered in <laughs> lava. Thank you
0: very no. much. No, I I am lava free, by the way. Thank you for the, the two dozen people that asked.
1: I love, I'm on like two or three different um, message chains <laughs> with Mike and he has a, a graphic ready to go. If anyone yeah. asks if he's okay. So it's always, always entertaining. Anyways, um, there's a lot of stuff going around right now. That's not just COVID. It's like, this yeah. is the first year that everyone's decided, okay, we're going to really go back to normal. No strings attached. And all the old bugs were just like, yep, we're still around. There's really Dude. bad RSV right now. There's really yes. bad cases of flu. My 182 pounder. I haven't seen, we had a big tournament last weekend out in Iowa. I haven't seen him all week. He's been home sick all week my wife is super sick right now my kid was hacking up along at wrestling practice last night like there's a lot happening so it would not surprise me if a lot of people were sick and if you're sick stay home don't make other people sick
0: yeah yeah so i i had covid and then immediately after my daughter got rsv (laughs) And that was her second time getting RSV. Really? So she, yeah, she maybe she's prone to it. I don't know, but it was her second time. And you know, and she's in preschool. She goes to preschool three days a week now. And so, um, kids are just little money grubbing disease vectors, is what they are. They no just, kidding. <laughs> they just constantly getting each other sick, and they constantly getting me sick. In fact, uh, the reason why I got COVID a second time is because I was holding a baby. cute little shit that uh, ended up having COVID. And uh, every time I see him, I was like, oh, you gave me COVID, but you're so damn cute. I'm going to pick you up anyway.
1: See, I've always said you can't trust babies. No. Can't trust them.
0: No, they're freeloading disease vectors, but they're cute as hell and you can't stay away from them. (laughs) I'm trying to. Yeah. yeah. So um, we will go to... So I guess um, on... um, on BTI uh Trey Miguel he defeated Jason Hotch and that was talking BTI thank you folks thank We're you trying. for talking BTI with us they're trying yeah they're they're trying Jason Hotch he's a so John Muse our buddy John Muse big fan of Jason Hotch big so Jason Hotch guy yeah um after the match uh Trey Miguel actually spray painted um Jason Hotch spray painted his Trey Miguel logo on him that's his new deal so um, he's doing some NWO-ish type of stuff
1: Very, very 96 of old training, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the show starts off. Uh, Diener was on screen to begin the match, saying the following I will walk the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. He then said that Violent by Design was not a faction, a group, but rather a movement led by a designer. That designer is now Cody or Cody Diener, so I think they're calling him the designer. Said that the movement has been reborn and cleansed in blood of the designer. Diener called out Sammy Callahan and dared him to confront him and his stablemates, Alan Angels and Khan. So the Violent by Design is now called The Design, and I believe Diener is now called The Designer. Actually, I, I can't remember if they called him Diener or Designer tonight on the TV. I can't remember. but uh, So that's what we're looking at now you know pro
1: wrestling needs more guys who talk in long-winded soliloquies (laughs) that don't mean anything because we don't have enough of them now now we have malachi black back in aew doing his whole you know bray Mm -hmm. wyatt knockoff spiel where you just go on being verbose for minutes upon minutes of time and now we have one an impact i can't i'm so excited about this i just
0: gotta hate this Maybe maybe uh, maybe Bray Wyatt, Malachi Black, and now Deaner will all meet up one day and start their own wrestling promotion. Well, they were just talking nonsensically for minutes on end and never really do anything.
1: I wish we planned that bit beforehand because there's a your <laughs> narrative joke that I can't find at the moment. <laughs> that's there. That if we had practiced this, we could have nailed it. But you know, I know this is what happens. Yeah, we
0: don't yeah, you were too busy. We couldn't practice. <laughs> I was I have a job, pardon me. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, after the promo, Hannafin and Ray Wall, welcome welcomed everybody, um, and then we go to our first match. We got Heath and Rhino versus uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley and uh, Chris Saban. A decent little match. It was, uh, you know, a good match. These guys are all pretty good, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, but the match was uh, a no contest because the major players uh, interfered, taking out both uh, Heath and I believe Alex Shelley took out both Heath and Alex Shelley. No, it was Chris Saban. Sorry. Um, and looks like it's probably going to be setting up some type of a three-way at the pay-per-view.
1: It's impact. It's what we do. I'm not going <laughs> to fight. I'm not even going to fight anymore. It's what we do. It's yeah,
0: fine. yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I don't know. Um They they have three tag teams, so now they they got to try to get them all intertwined at some point, I guess. So um, I I, I can't
1: I can't. Okay. I don't love this, but. You know when you're like it's almost payday and you open up the the you open up the pantry and you look and you're like, we have the elements of food, but not <laughs> yes. actual food. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can just open up a jar of peanut butter and eat straight out of the jar of peanut butter right now. Like and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel. But then you get to the point like, oh, I don't even have peanut butter. Maybe I'll just eat chocolate chips. You know, like yeah. that's kind of how I feel we are right now. The the cupboard's a little bare and you can't complain about yeah. things.
0: No, no. So it's like you kind of want to like be mad at Impact for some of the booking and some of the talent they're using, but you gotta use what you can. Yeah, at this wh- point, wh- it, wh- since wh- August, since August, they've lost so many people, and now they're just bringing in all these new people all the time, and they're trying to get them spun up and get them TV time. And so you you gotta do it. So look, I I don't hate that they're doing a three way here, and uh, honestly, the three way might end up being pretty good because. Look! Look who's I mean, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban are in it. And I think that they'll probably make it a decent match. Like, you've also got to sell pay per views, right? And like oh, uh, we're we're way beyond ever doing that again. <laughs> in, th- in theory, in theory, <laughs> we have to give people a reason to watch pay per
1: views. So we need to load up as much talent as we possibly. Can. I mean, like, I got an, I can't I I can't say anything ill of this booking right now. We're rubbing sticks together to make fire
0: yeah yeah and may, and who knows maybe at the upcoming tapings maybe we'll see some more debuts or you I know last so. year last year after hard to kill i mean that's when they brought in a ton of people um and maybe maybe we'll get something like that well, maybe, i don't know more yeah. i don't know more and they brought in jonathan gresham and they yeah, brought in uh, quite a there, few but there's, there's none there's of those people for, are available
1: <laughs> there's a reason for that that's a promotion true, yeah. closed down uh about one year ago that left a well, lot maybe, of people uh, looking for work
0: well, maybe MLW will finally go out of business and then we'll get a bunch of people over on Impact.
1: So, Court's got to be independently wealthy, <laughs> right? Because, like, there's so many people that are on that show that yeah. could be working other places. Again, Josh, uh, the Alexander Hammerstone and Josh would be a great television match if we ever got the chance to see it.
0: Yeah, right. and I'm joking I'm joking just because I'm still salty that MLW has blocked me and Court Power has blocked me, but uh hey, I gotta give me them too. credit. I I like the current angle that they're doing with EJ and Duka, the judge, and Alexander Hammerstone. I'm gonna watch that match whenever it comes out. So Cheer I'm Richard interested Howell. in that. You about Richard oh Lally? let's save that for the patreon that was on my patreon? list yeah. okay oh sorry yeah we, we have no notes, notes. we be f- no, f- no real <laughs> this yeah yeah no I did I did hear about that but yeah. uh so I know I made fun I don't want MLW to actually go a business in fact no, actually no. I think next month they're bringing in John Morrison so there you go um hmm. Obviously, his uh, his independent rate has gone down a little bit. <laughs> so it <laughs> yeah, was a yeah. It was the result was a no contest. Um, Heath and Rhino are still Impact Tag Champions, um, and then Scott Demore was uh, backstage. He was confronted by Josh Alexander, um, saying that he was a uh, Alex, Scott Demore saying that he was a fool for trusting uh, Tommy Dreamer. Um wow. Demore asked him if he had to if he had to take the approach, but Alexander emphasized that he had to before going to the ring. Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger were backstage with Demore and asked for a title match, but Demore told Swinger to win 50 matches and he would get it. They totally missed the boat on this. I we need Josiah's uh, recap back. Feifel screwed this up because he comes into the scene. On his little cart thing being pushed by Zicky Dites, and he tells Demore, he goes, "Come on, Demore, I'm all gassed up. Let's get me a title shot." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they they missed an opportunity to work some like uh, tales of the territory stuff in with with Swinger, right? Because like that's his yeah. show, right? Like it just <laughs> yeah,
0: it's
1: yeah. Oper- he he's the best. Like every week, I just um. I just want one run with the swing, man. You know, like one, <laughs> I just put, put the digital media title on them for just a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. it'll be really funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, next, we go to uh, another skit. Impact knockouts champion, Jordan Grace and Mickey James are doing a photo shoot to promote their title versus career match at hard to kill. And then during the photo shoot, they actually had them do a face-off. And I thought this was actually pretty cool, pretty interesting. But they're doing a face-off, and then they're holding the title up, and then they started talking trash to each other for real. And it started to get a little bit heated. I'm like, that's cool. I, I like that because – because in the UFC and in boxing, they always bring them up and they're like, they talk all this trash and press conferences and stuff like that and through media. But then they have them doing these photo shoots and they're all amicable. They're friends and stuff like that. So I like it that in wrestling, we did something similar, but they, they still kept the heat. I thought that was cool.
1: No, I agree. And I, I don't know if I've ever seen an angle. Like I can't think of one on I, top of my head, I, right? A I fo- don't like- think so. Cause we've been saying get away from the contract signing, get away from the contracts, mm-hmm. and do something different. This was different. This made sense. Like this was creative. Like what a what a cool environment to do something like this. I'm a big fan. It's like a yeah. photo shoot. Like I I I like this. Just like just like in theory, the app, the execution was actually really good too. But just the theory of like, hey, like let's take the typical tropey pro wrestling confrontation thing but do it in a unique environment but you're 100 right because we see these type of things all the time in combat sports and you're right everyone's all cool there but then in the (laughs) my favorite thing is when they do the the press conference and they do the nose to nose thing and it looks like they're about to make out because they get so damn Mm -hmm. close where their noses are pushing (laughs) up to each other that's always awkward but anyways this was a good scene i really i really like this um mickey gonna win
0: yeah yeah i think so i think so too yeah yeah. We we'll, we we'll, we'll get into that in our preview of Hard to Kill coming up in a few weeks. But yeah, no, I'm totally picking Mickey. I don't, I don't see her retiring. Oh, CM
1: no Punk's out yeah. there, you know, doing Instagram pictures with her. So, you know, I see it too.
0: CM Punk did see an Instagram picture with Mickey?
1: Yeah, did you see it? He posted a picture yeah. of uh he's first he posted a picture of him and Festus, and then he posted another oh. one with him and Mickey James so oh, mickey by so... the way looks the exact same as she did like 17 years ago it's wild but yeah yeah um yeah, Phil mickey, looks... milky
0: dreams looks great okay that
1: was great i read that in the chat and i'm trying not to get in <laughs> trouble at work and i just yeah. about
0: laughed my ass off at that <laughs> yeah. yeah so is a uh, punk coming to impact should we clip this part and do the headline punk uh punk teases <sighs> impact all right, that's no. even
1: that's even <laughs> lowbrow for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm going to tweet the graphic. Of course, I got to keep the gimmick alive. Got to keep the gimmick alive, <laughs> like, and then get
1: everybody mad when they click on it and figure, oh, they're not talking about that.
0: Right. Uh, so Savannah Evans with Tasha Steeles, uh took on Taya Valkyrie with uh, Jessica and Rosemary the Death Dolls. Um, okay, match. Um, Taya Valkyrie ended up losing here, which I thought was kind of weird. I, yeah. yeah, I was surprised, but you know, hey, Tasha Steele's re-signed with the company. She's not going anywhere. So that was good news. So maybe they're going to try to get behind Evans and steals here, man. So Evans got the, got the big victory over Taya who's Taya's a star and, uh and took the L here. So I, I like, I like this. I like Evans winning here.
1: You know, this show has always said that Tasha Steels was probably going to stick around Impact. We yeah. never, we never floated theories that she was probably bound for other companies. We knew that she wasn't ever no. going to go anywhere.
0: Like, no, no, we are not we're not the type of guys that uses you know deductive reasoning, right? And noticing that like ten people are leaving all at the same time, so you no. naturally assumed that Tasha would be one of those people. We weren't those guys. We had hope. We had faith. Especially we when Tasha was going to stick around.
1: Especially when she did like six or seven jobs in a row. Like we would yeah. never speculate on someone leaving in no, that case. It's just
0: it was just, you know, we didn't understand the long-term booking of pinning your former champion six, seven times in a row uh, when her contract's about to expire. We like, just didn't understand what they were no. doing. They were building a star. Yeah.
1: See, they're playing 4D chess and we're out here playing titling winks, man. We Yeah. No, of course not.
0: <laughs> I was surprised.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I thought she, I <laughs> yeah. thought she was gone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dude, she was tweeting pictures from AEW crowds and tweeting pictures with her and all the AEW. And I don't know if she was using that as like a, a negotiating negotiation tactic, but um I'm glad she's staying because I think that she's better off here than uh than if she were to go to AEW right now. If if impact matched the money, she's definitely better off here.
1: Meet the old work, same as the new work. Um yeah. hey man, in these in these trying times when the economy can be sketchy, you use everything to your advantage, including, hey, I have friends over here. So yeah. good for her. I hope she got paid yes. a lot for reason, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, then there was a really cool vignette of uh, the Bullet Club's Ace Austin and Chris Bay from their excursion in New Japan. Uh, they're currently six and two in uh, the best of the Super Juniors World. All right, no, Super Juniors World Tag League, not best of the Super Juniors, which I think Austin is in that again this year. But so they're six and two in uh, the Junior Tag League. Man, so have you been able to catch any of that?
1: you know i have not the i'm not no. my wrestling watching is like dr- plummeting it's it's work to get anything and i've just been following on stuff online they're doing well right like yeah. um i thought they'd have more of a collapse at this point but they haven't like collapsed you know no, they're, they're staying in, in strong. fact they're
0: heading in fact, they're heading towards kind of the finals there. They yeah. could be in the in the the final teams there. So,
1: because yeah, um, that that Gato, well, that Gato booking usually with the Gaijins is they come out super strong and then they kind of fade toward the end. You know, um, mm-hmm. Moxley at the 2019 G1 being a, a perfect example of that, which I kind of thought yeah. was going to happen with these two, but um, maybe they win. I don't think that's crazy to yeah. say that.
0: I, I don't think that's crazy at all and in fact I think that they should win. I I think they they should win and then they could set up a big uh, a big junior um, tag team championship match with uh, um, it's TJP and Akira, right? So, TJP they could actually have a big match, have a big match with them at the dome. I think that'd be awesome. Or, I don't know if that match would actually make the dome because that'll the dome's make the dome be huge this year. You think it the will- dome is,
1: I think it will make the dome this year because like okay. do, it might open, it won't be it won't open like the Rambo will open or something like that. I think it could right. be at the second match and because again, New Japan kind of books traditional like where the card gets better as it goes up it's very old school books why i I think you could see that and bullet club united empire has been a big theme through the company Mm -hmm. this year and i think it'd be a good match uh the dome is going to be wild this year man
0: oh my gosh yeah another big story that we will talk about on patreon head over to patreon.com slash fight game media and we're so we have a little bit of impact news but jd and i we're gonna riff on all the news happening in pro wrestling because there's lots of big stories going around impact news is kind of slow right now so we're gonna just riff for a little while make sure you get that patreon content um moose then attacked Bupinder Gujar backstage, telling him to uh, leave a message to Impact Digital Media champion Joe Hendry. Um, and then we cut to another vignette with Delirious in his Delirious language,
1: <laughs>
0: which was a subtitled, and the subtitles were he was challenging Eddie Edwards to a match later this evening. Um, and I think that was supposed to be the main event of the night, was a Delirious and Eddie Edwards, but they got bumped. <laughs> I think, I mean... You
1: know yeah. my feelings. You know my feelings aren't hilarious. I actually think he used to run Ring of Honor booking meetings in the voice. It's more. It's way funnier if you imagine it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was probably more more coherent than his booking. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and then next, next we go to the uh, the the repackaged, uh, the new and improved Khan, who used to be called well. Uh-huh. In WWE, uh, member of the Ascension, um, comes, a, he's the same gimmick, same guy, same bold, look. But bold statement of now. you man to say it's yeah. better, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's same gimmick, same everything. Um, I saw a picture of him floating around over the weekend because he was at the um, impacted their their IPWF show, like their spoof on '80s wrestling. That show was over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of him kind of like dressed like Demolition, but with the Demolition mask, and I'm like. They should just do that. He actually looks kind of like like that's a crazy look. Maybe they should do that. Cause right now I, he just well, he just he kind of just looks like a like a military veteran who's like cutting promos from the front seat of his truck talking about how much he hates the Democrats. Like he just looks <laughs> like one of those guys, right? So maybe we should cover his fucking face up and do something different with him. I mean, that's kind of what old Triple H did with
1: him <laughs> God, nearly a decade ago. I mean Sure, that's a great yeah. comparison. By the way, I'm going to use yeah. that somewhere. Something that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Um. You remember? You know what? This. Do you know what? Looking at Con makes me think. God, I miss Joe Doring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, prayers out to Joe Doring. Man, I yeah. Hope
1: he's okay. but, what a, yeah. What a downgrade.
0: what a downgrade. I I know yeah. It's like yeah. uh, Joe Doring on Wish because so the 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 match the match wasn't bad. They were telling That's a story. Fine. Big Khan got the Con got the victory. Actually, he got he got uh, um, Diener distracted Callahan and then Khan hit him with a power slam. Um, he did botch uh, uh, one of the moves that they it was a, a spinebuster. He botched like they just were on the same page for the most part. It was fine. Um, I'm I'm actually glad because like hey look these are the guys that you're gonna get right now. Um, people that aren't on WWE or AEW's radar, so you got to go with the the horses you have, and this is one of the guys. And so, if you're going to go with him, and you need to make him into something, he's got to get victories, and so you got to give him victories over your your named named opponent, your named stars. So, they're going to try to build something here. So, go with it. Um, I look, it's not that interesting to me, but I see what they're doing.
1: You know. Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. For months on this show, we said they got to do something different with Violent by Design. They got to do something different with Violent by Design. <laughs> you know, this Violent by Design thing has just played out. We need to do something different. Well, they gave it to us. Here it is. Yeah. Something different. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. And worse. Yeah. Not exactly what I was asking for, guys, but no. uh, you did give us something different, so I guess uh, I guess I can't complain. No, well, I can't. Mon-
1: the impact monkey's paw got us.
0: Yeah. Uh, X-Division champion Trey Miguel was interviewed backstage with Jim Miller regarding defacing the title. So he spray-painted the title after he had, he won it at Overdrive. Uh, Miguel said that people calling it disrespectful was an interesting choice of words. Miguel nearly spray-painted Miller before he was interrupted by Crazy Steve, and then Steve told Miguel that his actions have consequences, and then he's an artist of his own, but he does it in blood, teasing a match between the two, which I think is set up for this weekend in Florida. So should be on the TV here in the next uh, week or two. So sure why it, not? It, Tri, Tri Miguel, his heel work is great. I really like what he's doing as a heel. I so, agree, yeah. yeah, and crazy Steve is a baby face that you beat, so there you go. Mm-hmm. I like it
1: um, well, impact oh go well' go I'll say better crazy Steve than uh than
0: Taurus. Yeah. Um, Josh Alexander came to the ring in uh, complete gear. He said he was. Uh, he took some time to think about how he wanted to respond to Bully Ray's antics. At Overdrive, Alexander said that he would have an open challenge for the title, but said that he is the only guy to face for the title. Alexander called out Bully Ray, telling him that he would have his match on Hard to Kill, unless coming to the ring is what he was afraid of. Bully Ray was backstage looking at photos from Overdrive where he was attacking Alexander and his wife and said that he would not allow the match to happen now as he made the promise and he he keeps up to his promise. He lives up to his word to have it at Hard to Kill. Um, But instead, Mike Bailey just randomly um, answers the challenge and then they called for a referee. And now we have an impromptu world title match between uh, Josh Alexander and Mike Bailey. And uh, look, no storyline, no nothing. But Josh Alexander put a challenge out there, and Mike Bailey wanted a piece, so he came to the ring. I dig it, man. Um, and then, uh, so, so, go. What were your thoughts on the Alexander promo, and then Bully Ray kind of ducking him? I
1: hate you. You know my thoughts on this. No, <laughs> yeah, no one in the world can convince me this is good. Um, I know we have to push who we have, but do we have to have Bully Ray? I'm I, still gonna. I, think, I still. I still. Yeah. You know, it's still not good. It's. It's um, available. <laughs> I guess this was fun It's zero storyline but I mean like sometimes you don't need it thank you I was just about to, I was sometimes, trying to find the worst way to. I was trying to find the best yeah. way to phrase that but you took the words right out of my mouth it's like I think it's starting to become like over it's overplayed the amount of like well that like I saw some people like well these people can't have a match there's no story between I'm like look you can have a match not every yeah. match needs a story like there should be storylines yeah. Right? Everything should be building towards something. But they we got this WWE brain where if two people are in a program, they have to wrestle every week on television. And mm. no, no, it doesn't have to be. In fact, it should not be that way. Like, especially when the marquee says wrestling.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, and I do have to correct you there, JD. There was Please. a story. Josh I'm, Alexander issued a challenge. Which is and all you need. Mike yeah. And Mike and Mike Bailey was available and wanted to test himself against the world heavyweight champion. So he answered the challenge, try to make a name for himself. You know what I mean? I have
1: zero qualm with any of this. Yeah.
0: So yeah. we we on this show, we did um take impact and AEW specifically, because those are the two promotions we watch the most, mm-hmm. of putting out good matches in lieu of storylines, in lieu of angles. So you have to have both, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't always have to have – it doesn't have to be one or the other or whatever. I think there's an active storyline going on, and Bully Ray ducked the challenge, and then all of a sudden Mike Bailey answered the challenge because, he guess what? The World Heavyweight Champion's in the ring, and I think I'm the best, and I'm going to go prove that I'm the best. And he came out to the ring to accept that challenge. I think that's a good story. I think that's a good little side story. It, uh, we didn't need an angle. We didn't need heat. We needed two guys wanting to wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship, and sometimes that's what you get.
1: I love it. I think you're right. I think we saw by the same token, we talked about, we watched AEW and, and Impact. Those are our promotions. Last night on Dynamite, you saw Samoa Joe wrestle Darby Allin, and people like lost their minds. Mm-hmm. They lost their minds. Why is this match happening? Why is one of the most over guys in the company getting a title match? Like, yeah. and, like It's fine. It was a great match. It was the, I said it in, in our group chat, so this is the first time Joe's looked like Joe in years. It was.
0: And it, it was did. the best Joe match in a, in a, probably five years. I agree,
1: hundred percent. Like him and yeah. Darby, like because Darby's really good at taking ass kickings, and Samoa Joe is incredible at giving ass kickings. So like mm-hmm. they really work perfectly together. And I think that match did more to help build Joe, and they also work Wardlow in, so it becomes another chapter onto two stories. That's how wrestling goes, man. It's not just yeah. who spilled coffee on who backstage, or who's trying to do demon possessions and stabbing people in the heart and whatever. <laughs> like,
0: like this can yeah. be. It doesn't have to be. You can have. You can have all of it. You can yeah. have all of it. Right? Not maybe not all of maybe it. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe not all stop. of it. No. We don't need to. St- all of
1: it but i mean like like this was great this was this with both instances was just good wrestling on tv with a purpose like again it's wrestling yeah. i can beat you i want to beat
0: you i don't like you that's all i need why don't you yeah. like me oh okay yeah you know and the story and the story of it was a it's it's impromptu so you thought you were going to get eddie edwards versus delirious but this impromptu match happened right um and so now uh, and then it, it goes, it's, it's going on for a while. And then halfway through the match, like, Hey, look, these guys went over. These guys are at the 30-minute mark. We don't have time for Eddie Edwards and Delirious. We've got to push that match to next week. They actively told you that in the match, which I thought was fantastic. Kind of like what Mid South used to do with the stats by yes! matches. I was so just gonna had- say that. Yes. <laughs> so it was classic, it was classic territory stuff. A challenge was issued, a challenge was accepted. We, we you know it's not it's not a pay-per-view, right? So we don't need to build up to this heat, this crescendo. It's a weekly television, so they had the match. So I loved it. And then of course. These are two of the best fucking wrestlers on the planet. I love yes. both of these guys so much. I make fun of Mike Bailey for his promos because as because uh, he sounds kind of like a weenie. that's that's what I called yeah. him last week. He's <laughs> kind of sounds like a weenie. Um, but Goddamn is he good? And Goddamn is Josh Alexander good? And these guys just so like halfway through, you're like, oh my gosh, are these guys gonna keep going? Man, they went fifty nine minutes, fifty nine minutes and forty seconds. Um, just had an absolute classic. If you're only going to watch one thing from this show, watch this match, it's actually going to be released tomorrow. So probably by the time you're listening to this, it'll have been released on, on the impact, uh, YouTube channel commercial free. So without all the commercial edits, um, it's, it's great. I have, I have one criticism of it and one criticism and that's it. The crowd fucking sucked. The crowd was dead for most of the match. They picked it up there at the end. Um, the crowd in Louisville is completely burnt out. This was the second night in the city. Impact. Look, these shows are taped. Okay. And I typically wouldn't be an advocate for this, but for this promotion right now, especially with all the different things they're going through, it's time to get it's time to get crowd dot wave and hit that button in the background get hire somebody that's good at that stuff and make it flow up and down through the matches like you did in the empty arena days i was just saying we have it and we, just, have, the, and we just, have the file and just, <laughs> right and just kind of pipe it in on top of the crowd noise that's already there just making the background make it just a little bit louder because it was noticeably quiet in the arena um yeah. and don't do it too loud to where you can't hear the strikes because i think that's a big part of bailey and uh, alexander's games you want to hear the strikes but the there there was only 200 people there and they were mostly sitting on their hands the whole time
1: it was like watching japanese clap choir stuff right yes yes yeah it was it's uncomfortable you're right wwe does it ahead and here's a spoiler they've been doing it for 30 years like sat
0: saturday night's main event is like a perfect example if they want to know how to do it correctly and do it where it actually looks and sounds nice call up mm-hmm. old uh dickie Ebersol and watch an old saturday night's main event they did it perfectly on those shows
1: yeah, it can't it can be done. Like it's yeah. not that hard. Like I, I agree. Like, especially, especially and again, we talk about this a lot. We tape these things, right? Yeah. Tape. Listen to me. We film these things ahead of time. You know, these things are stored and edited. They're on tape delay. You can tweak it. You can sweeten it as the term mm-hmm. means. Like, um, this is a great match. And again, I don't I don't know why. I don't okay. This I'm a wrestling fan. I love going to watch wrestling. I don't understand why you go to shows and just sit there. I don't get it. I watched it. It's not just impact. AW, WWE, you see it sometimes, too. You see a crowd. and like, yeah, I can't wait to go see some wrestling. And then they're just
0: sitting there like they're at the movies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, make some freaking noise, man. You're at a wrestling show. See, I'm raising my son right. Todd, and then yeah. when you're at a wrestling show, you get up, you go crazy. Right? You mm-hmm. cheer. You be loud. You be obnoxious. We're wrestling fans, damn it. We have no manners. We're not supposed yeah. to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 typically I would blame the wrestlers for the crowd being quiet, but you can't do that at this nope. instance. They these guys tore the house down. They had an instant classic, one of the better matches in impact history. Definitely one of the top TV matches in impact history. Absolutely. I, I don't know that it, if, if if it's even gonna get a star rating, but I, I get the feeling it's gonna be at that four and a half to four and three quarter mark. Uh, I don't think it gets the full five because the audience was the too crowd. quiet. I yeah, don't know.
1: I don't know if it gets, it gets over four and a quarter because of the crowd. To be honest with you, because they they, well, they, yeah. the like, you know, they they they, do. Grade, they the, grade on a curve, like they
0: they do. If the crowd, if the crowd's into it, that that could propel it up. If there's Huge. crowd heat, and there was no real crowd heat, and it's not because it wasn't you know story yet or whatever, you know these are two of the most popular guys in the company, but the crowd was just dead. They're burnt out. This mm-hmm. was like their third or fourth time in the year of going to Louisville, and this was their second night in a row of being there, and this was the very last night on the show on the second night. It's uh it's it's rough when you're impacting to, yeah, to it, do that
1: it is i mean i understand you're saving money by doing these things but you hurt the product a little bit and i guess again this you does it matter does does anthem care if this match gets four and a quarter four and three quarter whatever no no but it hurts my television viewing experience
0: <laughs> yeah you know yeah yeah. it Well, and I, I think, I think it would just help everything and they don't have to do it for every match, but for these big matches that they want, especially now that they're going to release it on YouTube, they'll probably put it on Facebook and other different media, mm-hmm. social media, you know, sweeten it. Just, yeah. there's no harm in that. Just sweeten it. You know what no, I mean? it's tv
1: like the moment yeah. you edit from one shot to another you're changing the perceptions of reality you put a light up right the moment you yeah. light something you're reshaping what it actually looks like so what's the difference right? mm-hmm. you're adding music like why not i mean it's disheartening when they when they uh, when they don't like try to make things better that's one of my one of my big complaints about this company sometimes i feel like we just don't put like on the production end specifically never on the wrestling end but on the production end specifically I feel like we're not always trying
0: yeah no we're we're definitely not always trying um so here I'm just going to I don't want to go blow by blow because this was a 60 Please minute don't. match but I'll go I'll go to the end here and then we'll we'll, we'll head over to Patreon so Bailey placed Alexander on the top rope right before getting Alexander and going for the flamingo driver kind of his version of the one-winged angel. Um, but Alexander rolled over and hit a stylish class before locking in the ankle lock again. I popped huge for this one. Uh, Bailey hit up kicks on Alexander's head to break the hold, but Alexander caught Bailey and hit the close your eyes and count to fuck pile. What the hell is that? <laughs> it said hit the close. So this is what? fightful, by the way. I missed Josiah already. It said hit the close your eyes and count to fuck pile driver on Bailey. I don't know what is that, that what means. it's called? I've never heard that. Me neither. Um, Ale- Alexander hit a series of knee strikes before connecting the C4 spike. Oh, so he's talking about the twisting pile driver. That's,
1: That's what called he's- close he's your eyes and toe.
0: count to fuck. I've dude, I've never heard that I've before. never heard that. I'm I'm gonna I am going to i do not know who this clown that wrote this is. Watch oh, uh, are we dorks that we just don't know? Like, is it maybe somewhere else? I've never I've never heard that. That's asinine. Uh, Alexander hit a series That's of new strikes before connecting to C4 too. spike. Yeah, and then uh, he had the Death Stare at this point, and then he hit a second and final C4 spike with 20 seconds left on the clock. Um, so, um, at actually at the 50 minute mark is when Penzer started be like, if hey, we 50 minutes gone by 10 minutes remaining. He started doing the, at the 50 minute mark because of the 60 minute time limit. And I thought that was pretty cool to added something to the match. Um, a tired, but triumphant Alexander stood tall as the extended broadcast ended. So yeah, they actually went seven minutes overtime into the, into the new Japan show. And then they cut right to, um, FTR versus, um, Jeff Cobb and, um, fuck what's the, great. Okay. Great O'Con, the great fucking. I love that guy. Um, yeah, it went right into that yeah. tag title match. So, um, you know, one of one of the all time classic uh, pro wrestling matches on Impact. Man, I I love this match. I thought it was uh, thought it was great. It reminded me of the marathon, It
1: reminded me of the marathon match that uh, Josh had with TJP about ooh, eighteen months
0: ago, something like that. Maybe yeah, two years. yeah. But I like this better because you you didn't know when it was going to end, and I like that they did it in the middle of the show, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like like oh wow we had no idea this was going to happen so we have to just stick with it i i i like cuz with iron man matches nothing wrong, i still like iron man i know some people don't like them, but you don't really get into the match like the last 15 minutes right, right. cuz that cuz you're you know that at 60 minutes that's when the match is over or you can get overtime with this you know the match could end at any moment I to me that's more intense to me that's more exciting Personal no i preference. no I, I don't disagree at all um I think this was
1: a good call again. Something happened on the show that necessitated this, but you know it yeah. worked. It's I, I, I'm kind of I don't know, glad is the word I use, but like I like the surprise again. You and I have gone back and forth on our love for 1984 Mid South, and that's something they would yeah. do is they would have stand mm-hmm. they would have standby matches that you would have to go to sometimes because oh we have a standby match ready to go or. You know, Ric Flair and Sting was the same way, although we all knew that was going to go 45, you know, and like, oh, we have, <laughs> we're putting this match to the show right now, but we have two matches to go after in case. Okay, whatever, guys. This was uh, a pleasant surprise because it's not uncommon in this stage to see the world champion show up in the middle of the show.
0: Yeah. Right? We see absolutely. it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, hey, guys, that's going to do it for the recap portion of the show here on the free feed on if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or if you're watching us on YouTube on the fight game media, YouTube channel, head over to Patreon and we're going to keep the conversation going there. Head over to patreoncom slash fight game media for more content. Um, and yep, that's going to do it for us. Patreon stick around.